Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Fear, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. They caught the gator. Yeah, I saw that. And it wasn't Alligator Bob. Yeah. We hyped up a hero, and then I was listening to the radio. They're like making fun of him. Oh, really? I was like, Jesus Christ. Huh. Then Alligator, the last guy's name, the guy who got the gator, his last name was Rob. So they're calling him Alligator Rob. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's. Did you. He threw out the first pitch at Wrigley? Well, I mean, yeah, he's just. Yeah. yeah, he's just this local hero now, as opposed to the. And they paid him. And do you know how he caught the. Bob was laying, I want to get this out of the way, so into the topic, I don't have to talk about the gator again. Okay. But I feel we just need to kind of, even though when this comes in, it would have been two weeks ago, so it's not very timely, but that's fine. Because Bob was trying to catch the gator when the park was still open. Yeah, and then they closed it for this guy. And they paid him and flew him. So Bob was a volunteer with the odds stacked against him. Yeah. And then this guy caught the gator, not in a trap, but with the hook. Yeah. I don't know how that worked out, but I mean, I imagine it helps that the park was empty. Yeah, because that's what would scare the gator. Right. So then, you know, Bob's like, four days, fuck me. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. So, well, anyways. Uh, I was supposed to go to a Facebook event. I think it was happening today. Go on. Um, it was supposed to be to rescue the gator and put it back. <laughs> <laughs> I replied to that, that I was going, <laughs> and I didn't go. Sorry, guys. Well, that's why the gator is uh, still in custody. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. I'm trying to think of. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making. Maybe I'm just trying to. Maybe I'm just making this one up. Like rescue the gator, take it to the bean. I think that was. There's something similar <laughs> that was floating around. I buy it. I mean, there was a lot of weird stuff with all the Area 51 memes and the gator stuff oh, happening man. right now. I don't know what's going on anymore. And why is it? Where is Area 50? Why is why is the assault in Area 51 so far away? <laughs> Are people going to keep it up all summer? I hope so. So do I. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's real good. But, uh, yeah. Probably not going to address either of those topics in the rest of this episode. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's get to it. All right, let's do it. And in the sixth month, the angel was sent from God into a city of Galilee, Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Heard of? I've heard of this couple. Pretty popular. Yeah, I would uh, probably top ten couples of all time. They're up uh, historical there for sure. significance, at least. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. And shall call his name Jesus. I've heard of that guy too. I capitalized it. It's all caps in my write up. I don't know. I mean, I guess it was just. Yeah. I guess it was. I mean, being he's important. You know, capitalize like the G in God, capitalize every letter in Jesus. Yeah, every. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just to make sure it stands off the page. Yeah. Yeah. Probably significant people. He's probably in top 10 at least. Jesus, I probably would think top so. 10. Probably. Significant, um, you know. Most figures. people have heard of him. I know who he is. Yeah. yeah. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, yes. seeing I know not a man? Huh. It's a good question, Mary. Yeah. It's an honest inquiry. Yeah. So, like, I haven't been with a dude. Yeah. I mean, how's this going to happen? But Joseph, he's around. Yeah, we haven't, we made a promise. Yeah. I guess. We pinky swore that. Yeah. We'd wait until. Yeah. And so the angel answered, oh, go ahead. 
Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, more, more <laughs> Joseph improv. I'm always a fan. No. It always goes to good places. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, Wait, who what? <laughs> was called barren. I get into that. Huh. Mary's cousin is older, and she got a kid. Weird. And, uh, Good for her, Six though. months. Yeah, she's six months with child, huh. up to this revelation. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Later. Peace out, dude. See ya. It's kind of a heavy intro, right? Yeah. Well, brings us to our topic this week. Mm -hmm. This angel is, of course, the archangel Gabriel, Mm. who it is said to sit on the left side of God and one of only three angels to be named outright in the Bible. When I was piecing this together, it appears the the only other two angels mentioned specifically in the Bible being Michael and Abaddon. What about what about little old Lucy? Well, but I have he has not, but he's not quite outright mentioned. It depends because they call him the Morning Star. Yeah, I don't know if does he get a huge Lucifer shout out. I don't know because I know it's they been mentioned a while since I've read any of the Bible. Right. Likewise, I only look for the um, you know the exciting things about the smiting and the angel wars and right the just, so fun this, parts. So like Revelations. Yeah. I teased that in the beginning of this podcast that I was going to just read all of Revelations out of context. Yeah, we did talk about that at one so, point. So, I mean, I, I, think, I, think it's, I think this is a reminder that it may, I may need to come back. <laughs> it might happen still. It, it still might happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, just get ready for when we read you the Bible. Right. Well, also, spoiler alert, I also own the Key of Solomon, mm. which tells the tale of Solomon ensnaring demons to build the temple in Jerusalem. Yeah, he did a bunch of weird stuff. I mean... We'll have to talk about him at some point. Right. I'm trying to... We haven't quite dove into angels yet, and perhaps because we hadn't done this one yet, maybe that's probably why I intentionally kind of put it off. Yeah. Because like we, we wanted to build towards something, just more angel stuff. I think the last time we talked about angels kind of was in your Giants episode. Yeah, we talked the, about the Nephilim a bit. The Nephilim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to get to that story, too. Yep. But for now, but like there's other angels in the Bible, but as far as being like named, named, like yeah. there's like angels doing this, angels doing that yeah. to get a specific call out because Raphael's running around in here, Uriel's running around in here, but right. it takes the other like Apocrypha, the other assorted literature yeah. from back in the day. The fan fiction stuff. Well, it depends. They decide Depending on how you look at it. Right. Back then, I think it was all kind of up for grabs. Then eventually they got some editors yeah. and then they decided what counts and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. But lore, the point is, lore masters. Right. But the point is when they were putting the lore masters, beautiful. <laughs> The lore masters of the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so everybody was making all this, you know, putting all this stuff to paper at the time. Like, so like they had all these things, like basically, you know, they were aware of all these stories. Right. So they all kind of feed off each other to create, you know, the Bible, the, the, the established doctrine that we got. Correct. In that, in that book. So, according to what I looked up, only Michael and Abaddon had been mentioned specifically in the Bible. Michael, okay. I mean, heard of him? Yeah, he's also he's also important. Yeah, it's amazing how like certain names in the Bible seem like out of the ordinary, but Michael's just like standard fare. For yeah. pe- like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Probably just Michael. Probably goes to show how uh, you know, how um significant he was. Because mm-hmm. like Gabriel's not too unusual of a name either. Gabriel's no. pretty. I mean, it's not as normal as Michael. Like as far as like common, right. but yeah. Michael's a very popular name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too many guys named Raphael, at least in America. Not that I know of. Yeah, I don't know any Raphs. I don't know a single one. The only Raphs I know are turtles. Yeah, same. All right. Abaddon can be both an angel or a place, and is usually associated with a bottomless pit, and has also been identified as the angel of death and destruction, demon of the abyss, and chief of demons of the underworld hierarchy, where he is equated with Semael, or Satan. John makes mention of Abaddon, in Revelations, hmm. and says that he binds Satan for a thousand years. Michael, God's number one dude, 
and literally his right-hand man positioned opposite of Gabe, is also mentioned in Revelations and is credited with leading the angelic forces that had cast Satan and his followers from the Holy Realm during what I like to affectionately call Heaven's Civil War. Mm -hmm. He is usually depicted in art with a sword because of his status as an ultimate badass. Yep. Angel talk. Yeah. My confirmation name is Michael because I thought Michael was a badass. Hell yeah, man. Yep. He's a super badass. I, uh... That's the right thing, right? Confirmation? Probably. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, my confirmation... Yeah, we didn't get, um... Because I was, uh... Raised Lutheran. We didn't get confirmation names. But that's probably for the best for me. Because I don't need to be picking these things. I picked Elmo. My mom said no. Uh, denied. Yeah. <laughs> Shot down. So then I picked the next coolest Try one. again. I All right, find. fine. I'll be the Archangel Michael. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Now, just as Gabriel had appeared to Mary, giving her massive Christmas spoilers, he also... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Plot twist. Yeah. You're having a kid by the Holy Ghost. Oh. Oh, whoa. It'll be, it'll be a busy year. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Better get my shopping in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Joseph, we better... Looks like you're going to Black Friday on your own. <laughs> <laughs> He's ransacking all the bazaars. Again, why is Joseph improv doesn't need to happen? <laughs> we don't need to make up stories about Joseph. <laughs> yeah. But there's no stories about no, him. He's, I was, <laughs> he's just there. And he's it's just very easy to fill in the blanks. He's with, a carpenter. You know, he's just going to work doing. every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Waking up early, building shit. Yeah, he's like, I'm making stuff. Got a cool babe. Mm-hmm. Gonna have a life together. Yeah, gonna, no, you know. I gotta go shopping now, though. Now I gotta. Now I have to go shopping, and buy gifts for <laughs> everything. I guess. I mean, I'm trying to call it. The, <laughs> yeah, for the birth of my uh, the the child that will raise as my own. My stepson. My stepson, but is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just, we'll just we move on. We from don't there. need to do this. But if <laughs> if God is all of our fathers, and, and see, can't. Don't get into it. Nope. Don't think about it. No, nope, right. not not doing it. Who not? Not doing it. Yeah, but just as Gabriel had appeared to Mary, um, he also appeared to Zacharias foretelling the birth of John the Baptist to Zacharias' barren wife Elizabeth five months before Gabriel told Mary she was going to give birth to the Savior of, well, everything. Even though her and her ride or die companions. See, I'm in private in here. I shouldn't call Joseph <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though her and her rye or die companion Joseph had never been intimate. I'm being a little, uh, I'm being very polite. Yeah. Shout out to Joseph for being the most understandable and patient human on the planet. Mm-hmm. I think I just enjoyed Joseph because he's a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's a nice like, guy. I'm in. All right. Okay. I believe you. Let's do this. Yeah. Obviously, John the Baptist and Jesus are pretty important guys. Mm-hmm. One did baptize the other, essentially laying the groundwork for the other's legacy. Both these characters significant mm-hmm. when important shit happens gabriel is there to make the call in the book of daniel gabriel is credited with deciphering daniel's visions in particular the ones involving a two-horn ram that is destroyed by a one-horned goat needless to say daniel may have needed help yeah <laughs> what, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey gabe what was it a unicorn goat yeah what is this what does this mean gabe hmm. well This is what I found out about this vision. Basically, after doing one long deep dive on Wikipedia, this is talking about the Greek king Antiochus. Epiphanes. Antiochus. It's been a while since I tried to pronounce a Greek word. This is fun. Yeah. Antiochus Epiphanes. And the transitions between the Persian and Greek eras during that time. Antiochus Epiphanes was a bad guy who outlawed several Jewish traditions. Like many apocalypses, Daniel's story mixes allegory with end times and political commentary. Hmm. We're going through all of Gabriel's influences, okay. Uh In Islam, Gabriel continues in the same role he fulfilled in the other two major monotheistic religions. He is an angel of revelation. He's jacked in to God's Twitter feed. I don't know yet. Twitter's gotten a lot more anger since I initially put this together. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was always an angry thing. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, you know. Maybe he might just be God's Twitter feed or a physical manifestation of such a thing, a physical representation 
of God sliding in to your DMs. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, what's that? Oh, it's just God sliding in. Oh. Oh, hey. Hey, what's up, dude? He's that email you better save as a favorite. Gabriel said to have been responsible for giving Mohammed the Quran. Mohammed only saw Gabriel and all his angelic majesty twice and interacted with him several times. No matter the Abrahamic religion, again, Gabriel's God's main angel when it comes to communicating with his prophets. His angelic announcer. Sometimes God's message is vengeance. And Gabriel was tasked with obliterating the towns of Sodom and Gomorrah and may or may not be responsible for turning Lot's wife into a pillar of salt for not listening. Hmm. Merry Christmas in July. Blow your horn, Gabriel. (laughs) 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 Uh Uh-huh. Gabriel's weapon of mass destruction. Now, what effect would this have on a being whose primary existence involves communicating with humans. Gabe, he's around humans all the time. Mm-hmm. But he also is able to obliterate them at a moment's notice. What happens when an angel hangs around humans constantly? Uh, well. Well, yeah. I know. They like to put makeup on them at some points. They and, do. Uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe do a little crossbreeding. As we will one day address when we crack open the most egregious of books left out of the Bible, the book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. It appears the more angels hang around humans, the more attached they become. Yep. Did Gabriel feel any remorse for obliterating two entire cities? Did he hesitate? Or was he simply happy following orders, knowing that he was fulfilling the will of the Lord? Hmm? How conflicted do you think he was that he obliterated Sodom and Gomorrah? I don't know. Maybe a smidge or just like... Was his girlfriend there? Oh, man, I think he got her out. He called her an Uber. Yeah. He's like, go get Sally. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, he just wiped... I mean, it's known as like wiping a civilization off. They destroyed it. They absolutely annihilated it. And even expanding on that story, like I expanded on previous Greek mythologies, might be fun to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I just want to put words in angels' mouths, what they'd be saying. Yeah. I just want to write their dialogue as they're blowing apart two cities of sinners. Right. The Sodomites. The Sodomites. And the Gomorans. And the Gomorans, yeah, it's probably what they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gomorans, that's right. What else would they be called? It's got to be right. No, that's I'm pretty Gamor- sure that's right. right. No, you nailed it. I just looked it up in my head. It sounds good to me. God had decided those places were seething with sin. Outside of Lot's family, there was no one worth saving, according to God. Did Gabriel have any reservations? We know that angels have free will. Right. As displayed by Lucifer, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Samael, a.k.a. the Accuser, a.k.a. the Devil's Rebellion. Was Satan's banishment a deterrent? I'm betting Gabriel didn't need a deterrent. Hmm, probably not. I think he sounds like a true believer. Yeah. Plus, let's be honest, he's one of the most influential angels known to mankind. And infamous. Wow. Well, a long time ago, we talked about the angel Kemuel. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who the fuck he was. Or, or, angel or how tall he was. Or tall he was, or how many parasangs. How his, many parasangs are all many, over the place. How many parasangs his legs were. Yeah, that was a while ago. What a myriad of, well... I didn't know who the fuck he was. You didn't know who the fuck he was. Nope. No one knows who the fuck Kemuel was or is, but everyone, everyone knows Gabriel. Mm-hmm. He's like the Stone Cold Steve Austin of angels. Even if you don't watch wrestling, you can bet your ass you know who he is. Actually, hell yeah. Michael probably drinks more beer and whoops more ass. Yeah. Gabriel is the rock to Michael Stone Cold, hmm. but the rock is in more movies anyways. I mean, doesn't you get the idea? Yeah. It's fine. I like Does, that. That's good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a good analogy. Yeah, I think it works just <laughs> I, think, I think it works just fine. Yeah. Michael 316 said so I just drank all your beer. Yeah. Well, there's, not, there's so many things going on in that sentence. <laughs> there's yep. a lot of things. What if the Michael Sword is actually just the Stone Cold Stunner? Mm-hmm. What if he stunned Lucifer out of heaven? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then, and then, he, then he fell <laughs> all the way to hell. Uh, that's cool. That's 
visual. I just imagine now. I'm imagining the Angels of War as a giant Royal Rumble, yeah, and everyone's just the clouds is flying all over the place. Well, and descending now, to hell. Now I'm just thinking of there's a song. Let's go ahead. And it's blow your trumpets, Gabriel. So now I'm just thinking when you hear the brass, hide your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Game. All right. Well, that's enough of that. That's good. Oh boy. Now, just as Gabriel has been associated with death, he has also been associated with life. Now, I'm no expert, so when I get into this, bear with me. But according to what I found, and according to other Jewish lore and traditions, within the Garden of Eden. There is a tree of souls that, as it blossoms, drops souls into a treasury of souls, or the guff. Again, when I approach religious lore, I approach it basically like how I look up Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the story. I'm not an expert. So if any beliefs are held deeply to you, my ignorance is not intentional. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'm going to continue. Yep. Our main squeeze, Gabriel, then plunges his hands into the guff and removes the first soul that slides into his hand. Like reaching into a river and trying to grab a fish from a school of fish, Gabriel grasps the first fish that invades his palm. Then the angel Layla, the angel of night, then places the soul into an embryo and watches over it until a human is born. Huh. Little creation story there. Yeah. Not going on. Yeah. Little that's look called a little behind the scenes activities going on. Mm-hmm. According to Rabbi Isaac Luria, and I'm assuming when I put this together, uh, Wikipedia, quote, the tree of souls produces all the souls that have ever existed or will ever exist. When the last soul descends, the world will come to an end. Quote. Huh. End quote. The Talmud states that the Messiah will not come until the guff has exerted all of its souls. Every human born brings us closer to said Messiah. Yep, I'm talking about there not being a Messiah in an episode featuring around the birth of the Messiah, dealing with the angel who said Messiah was coming. Well, now I'm confused. What do you want from me? (laughs) This is America. It all bleeds together. Believe what you want. Okay. Doing a lot of things at once here. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, certain lawyers contradict each other. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Now, sometimes the guff is referred to as a body which might seem confusing however this is in reference to the idea of the first Adam this is where I'm about to get way over my head okay so let's dive in together all right Adam Cadman is that his last name I guess and <laughs> Adam Cadman is divine light lacking a mortal vessel it is the first spiritual world that was touched by God's divine light. Pure potential. Huh. Existence manifested, but yet to manifest. This all energy atom was birthed when God's holy power broke into the first vacuum of space, and then this atom was used to create the first mortal man. Adam. And this atom had all the future souls of humanity within him. The first huh. man was the second Adam. Yeah, that's weird. Right? The first Adam wasn't necessarily male or female, but all of existence. Philo, a Hellenized Jew from ancient Greece, linked this to his concept of logos, which he used to mean, and I quote, an intermediary divine being or demiurge or an artesian-like figure responsible for fashioning and maintaining the physical universe. Philo followed the Platonic distinction between imperfect matter and perfect form, and therefore intermediary beings were necessary to bridge the enormous gap between God and the material world. So I'm taking this as like, there's steps. We got to get to physical men being on physical earth. So we're jumping through like uh, different cosmic steps to get there. Mm -hmm. Like we're going through a little chain of events linked together. Transferring of matter. Because I guess you could even... This is absurd to do, but you know how matter can't be created or destroyed? Yeah. That's well, like what it they starts say. somewhere yeah. and we're making it become a thing. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Yeah, it's this is this is a world building for the world we live in. How do you feel about that? It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Physics right. is weird. Right. 
The Logos was the highest of these intermediary beings and was called by Philo, quote, the firstborn of God, quote. Philo also wrote that the Logos, quote, the Logos of the living God is the bond of everything, holding all things together and binding all the parts and prevents them from being dissolved and separated. Okay. Quote is over. Mm -hmm. And if you're confused, so am I. A little bit. Look it up. I'm already over my head here, and I apologize to, again, all of our Jewish listeners for trying to summarize this like an asshole. I'm trying to summarize things that they've probably been prophesizing in uh, temples for since the dawn of time. Yeah. I'm just whipping it out there on the podcast for the internet in 2019. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's what we do so, here. We're just throwing it out there. Just tossing it out there. Yeah. It, it'll become relevant for something I will eventually discuss. That's why this concept needs to be introduced. So it has a purpose. Okay. But yeah, when I was putting this episode together, I didn't know about this stuff. And we've already established the deep dives we get into. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, this seems interesting. Mm-hmm. And when I came across this, I thought it was pretty fascinating. But anyways, what do we talk about in Weird and Feared? Stuff that's weird. Yep. Or feared. And things that people see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Potential um, occurrences. Has somebody seen Michael or Gabriel? Anyways, this episode <laughs> is about Gabriel sightings. Awesome. Okay. We're going to start way back. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Johann George Rapp was born November 1st, 1757. Okay. In a duchy that was part of the Holy Roman Empire, Duchy of Württemberg, located in what we'd call it now, the border of modern-day France and Germany. George was the second-born yet oldest son in his immediate family. He had three sisters and a brother named Adam. I just put that in there for... <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, they were all named Adam? <laughs> like... <laughs> his brother was the first cosmic entity God created. <laughs> yeah. It's real weird. It's huh. real weird. <laughs> Earth started in 1750, what? <laughs> oh, geez, that's even sooner than some people believe anyways. Oh, well, That's less than 6,000 years old even. Oh, my yeah, God. Well, a rewrite in history. George's father. Adam. Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam, Adam. Like the the uh, that Super Mario Brothers movie, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. <laughs> nope. Those are <laughs> that's when they established Mario was their last name. Oh, and so Mario had a, his first name was the same as his last name. What? It's just fine. It's all one right. of my favorite movies of all time. Well, I learned something tonight. I'm glad. Besi- I, yeah. <laughs> Outside of yeah, you want something weird and feared? Yeah, that's a little bit of that's a little bit of something else there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, there's a typo here. I'm pretty sure George's father was named Hans, not Haas. So I'm going to stick with Hans. Cool. Hans was a farmer and taught him how to make wine. His father was not Dionysus either, hmm. because that would be cool. Yeah. If your dad was the great god of making that would be cool. Making the booze. All right. Well, he taught him how to make wine, and then, hmm. well, he taught him how to make wine. When Hans died in 1771, George took it upon himself to become a journeyman weaver. He's just building skills, building up his XP. Yeah. Just multi-classing. Yeah, yeah. Man, I wish you could I wish you could just put everything into those terms. Yeah. Maybe we will this the rest of this episode, who knows? We can try. I think we should. In the early 1780s, George would marry and have two children. George would eventually adopt a child named Frederick Reichart, whom he would love as fully as he loved his other children, building up the family. Having a wife, a family, and two solid trades under his belt, George took the next logical step, a step anyone would take in his position, by strictly interpreting the Bible and starting his own religious order. As you do. As you do. The masses gathered as George preached his own flavor of Protestant. God damn it. Fucking words I can't fucking say. <laughs> the masses gathered as George preached his own flavor. Of Protestantism. Protestant. That is hard to say now. When, you, when you're just on cue. Uh-huh. Protestantism. Right. Protestantism. Protestantism is how it was going to come out. Pro- Why well, I stopped. Protestantism. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody heard that edit, but I was going to say Protestantism, and that's just not correct. No. That's just wrong. Yeah. He soon had a large following. As George's rising star began to shine ever so brightly, mainstream Lutherans were pissed. They were not in the mood and weren't having any of his nonsense. Lutherans banned his group from meeting. Quote, I am a prophet and I am called to be one. Quote, 
rap said before being imprisoned for two days. Yeah, that's not too bad. I couldn't keep his mouth shut. And after being harassed by local authorities for preaching counterculture ideas, such as refusing to attend Lutheran schools and resisting service in the military, his congregation did what every persecuted religious minority did in the 16th the 1700s and fled to the United States of America. He told his followers he would find safety in what he called, quote, the land of Israel, quote. Oh, what? <laughs> well, well, George's sisters made the journey to America with them. His brother Adam died at sea. Hmm. So we just lost Adam. I hope you weren't too attached to him. I was, actually. Now, well, now he's dead. So that's kind of a sad uh, at thing. At least we got his sister Adam. It's kind still. of a sad, yeah, we got, we got Adam Nista and Adamda. Mm-hmm. This, they're not their names. No, it is. Okay. Adamista, we're going to stick with mm-hmm. Little Latin flair. Yeah. Adamtista. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. Adamtista bombs. Oh, wow. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> the animal's loose now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, how many re- wrestling references can we slam into a if you if episode I'm, about the... Uh, the Archangel just, Gabriel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, if I'm just kind of like rambling, piecing this thing together, and you and one comes to you, just blurt it out. All right. Just override what I'm, I won't be offended if it's right. something intense. So, anyways, good old George is going to America with his what we will call. I don't have. I have no problem with calling it a cult. So he's going to America with his cult. Sure. Okay. Well, calling themselves the Harmonites and forming the Harmony Society, which was this is what they called it anyways, a social commune where everyone pooled their resources together in order to form their own utopia. They first settled the town of Harmony, Pennsylvania in 1804. Okay. Again, building it up. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, they would sell their land, pack up, and settle further west. They were millennialists. Do you know what that means? No. They believed the second coming of Christ was on its way. Soon, Jesus would be ushering in his thousand-year empire of peace on earth. They wanted to make themselves pure for the coming paradise, so they decided the best way to do this was to become celibate. Rap thought unmarried celibacy was the best way to achieve harmony of one's life as it was morally superior to marriage. Says who? Says Rap. Says George Rap in the Harmonites. (laughs) This is his idea of a harmonic society where you just don't have sex and you don't marry anybody. Well, how does the society evolve? Like, how does it continue? I think eventually that becomes a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think eventually that leads to like, well, how do we... He's like, oh, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get yeah, to it. Leave yeah. it alone. He's like, I adopted a kid. Oh, yeah. Did I mention this guy was married with three kids? <laughs> so he's already got kids. Yeah, well. I mentioned the one guy he adopted. Yeah. So he's like... I, I didn't have to have sex to have him as my son, all right? Give me a fucking break. Yeah, look, it just happens. Yeah, I just just found him. Yeah. According to Rap, when God created Adam, and this is why I mentioned that this little anecdote from earlier, Mm -hmm. because according to Rap, when God created Adam, he had created him with both male and female sex organs. And when Adam was separated into Eve, disharmony followed. Okay. It's, It's... it's in the long line of male traditions of blaming women for all their fucking problems. Yeah. Everything was cool when Adam... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> when Adam had this and that. Yeah. yeah he's probably having time of his fucking life. Oh. He's just sitting in a corner. He had no time to eat apples because he was too busy going, Oh! <laughs> oh! That's not where I thought this oh, that's was going I was at all. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, well, I didn't... <laughs> all right. But yeah, okay. And, just, ooh, and then guy was like, "Oh no, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna give, me the, give me that rib. Yeah, I'm gonna rip give, your rib, give me that out rib out. Oh, it's, yeah." And there's there's another human being over there. He's like, "Oh man, mm-hmm. I was having so much fun." <laughs> All right. But by abstaining through sex, and I assume the grace, and I assume through the grace of God, your soul would be at peace, and you would be ready for Jesus' thousand year peace party with a pure heart and a clean soul. So this, what do you, what do, you was, do when the party starts then, though? You just, you like, just you're like, well, I did this. Yeah, you just like, I'm gonna continue doing it. Jesus is like, well, you can still probably drink. He's like, here's some wine. Yeah, there look, you go. Look, I turned this water into something for you. Poof, Here you go, bud. Drink it up, having fun. Yeah. 
What if? What about that sex thing? No. Can we? Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, we don't. We, we don't, don't do, do that. that. Well, the Harmonites had lots of problems. Yeah, I bet they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pooling of resources led several ex-members to feel ripped off. Again, I call them ex-members because they left, resulting in numerous lawsuits and legal fees. Quote, hard labor and coarse fare appears to be the lot of all except the family of rap. He lives in a large and handsome brick house, while the rest inhabits small log cabins. How so numerous a population are kept quietly and tamely in absolute servitude, it is hard to conceive. The women, I believe, do more labor in the field than the men, as large numbers of the latter are engaged in different branches of manufacturers. Huh. Now... So he's gone full cult. He's gone full cult, right. Mm-hmm. And... Like this is this is what the problem is, because I I adhere to there's a few we can call them let's just say for the greater good services all mm-hmm. right well you know you 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 roll down that road and unchecked it goes full cult or you know full communism mm-hmm. when you pull it all together and then one guy builds himself a giant fucking house it's like yeah. here's your cabin like well I didn't. Yeah, this isn't exactly this, what this isn't, I signed up this for. This isn't the utopia we thought we were making. No. And he's like, <laughs> and you know what? He's telling everybody not to have sex. You know what he's probably doing to his wife in his law, his giant house? You know what he's probably doing to everybody else's wife? Oh, God. That's, that's, that is full cult. That is full yeah. cult. Yep. This is like, come here. No, this is my wife now. Yeah, you know how you married this woman? Yeah. That was a fun thing you did. Mm-hmm. You know how she's coming into my bedroom right now? Yeah, I see that. Well, that's going to be a fun thing I'm going to do. Shut oh, door. Oh, wow. <laughs> Slam. Mm. Well, property issues back in Germany drained them. So yeah, they pulled all the resources together, hopped on the boat, came over to start their c- community. And it's like, what the cult fuck? C- c- community. Yeah, cult community. Yeah. Well, the community elections, because I guess they tried to have these, were not welcoming to dissenting voices. And many members considered George Rapp a tyrant. He was accused of killing one of his sons who it turns out died in an industrial accident. Hmm. Now, there's no... Yeah, accident. Right. There's no parenthesis. There's no quotation marks around this accident. But, I mean, accident? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Accident? Well, I mentioned him earlier. George's adopted son, Frederick, would manage many of the commune's finances. Quite successfully, actually, by making textiles, wine, and other agricultural products. With that being said, Rap predicted... That on September 15th, 1829, the three and one half years of the Sun Woman, also known as the Woman of the Apocalypse, Apocalypse Woman, or Woman Clothed in the Sun. Sound like terrible comic book yeah, it's names. Sun Woman. Sun Woman. I mean, I'm kind of a fan. I mean, I would. Apocalypse Woman. I would read that comic. Apocalypse Woman. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the character that all these ancient religions wanted was just the Apocalypse Woman to blame all their problems on. <laughs> Here comes Apocalypse Woman. <laughs> oh, man, I spilled my coffee. Fucking Apocalypse Woman. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I stubbed my toe. Apocalypse Woman. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ would probably be like, I don't know if she's a thing, guys. Yeah. I don't think it's... Wait. Nobody told you to hate women like this. I didn't... It's not in my teachings. Fuck them. They suck. Ripped up my rib. Yeah. Made this annoying thing. Wow, he called her a thing. <laughs> you probably shouldn't do that. What do you know, Jesus? Well, I know they shouldn't call people that. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Right. What do uh, you know? Yeah, what do you know, Jesus? I... <laughs> uh-huh. You don't even have a dad. I totally have a dad. He's up there. It's, I didn't... it's a weird thing. It's a different thing. Yeah, I mean... Would Jesus just start flipping tables? He only flipped tables for like the Pharisees and shit. If some guy was calling him out about not having a dad, I don't know how he'd react to that. He's well, like, he's like mean, my, my dad's name was Joseph. And th- my he would throw tables when uh, hmm. people are selling stuff in the temples and whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah, so that would... Uh, yeah, so he's not... He, he wouldn't take any shit, is my point. Right. So yeah, the Sun Woman. Well, her story, you want to hear about the Sun Woman? Yeah. This ridiculous story he was running around? Again, yeah. this is part of his cult. And I guess she was a thing. Her story involves giving birth to a male child who is threatened by a dragon. 
the dragon being identified as the devil or Satan, who means to consume the infant immediately after his birth. Okay. As heaven takes the child, a war in heaven erupts, and the woman scurries away from civilization, seeking salvation in the wilderness. During the war in heaven, heroic warrior angels expel the dragon, sending it to earth. Strained, the dragon pursues the woman, but she is granted wings to evade him, but she continues his attack, this time using a monsoon of water shooting from his mouth. So the dragon's shooting water out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. But she's got wings to fly away. Yeah, so she's fine, right? What am I reading? I don't know. I don't know either. The earth drinks his water blast, infuriating him. Hmm. Gobbles it up. Yep. Oh. I mean, this sounds like a Greek story. Kind of. crazy nonsense going on. Yeah. The dragon changes his focus and targets, quote, the remnant of her seed, quote, what does that mean? That they are the true believers in Jesus. Sure. So after the three and one and a half years of this woman end, what? whatever that means, yep. Christ would begin his reign on earth. Okay. So it's kind of a telling. It's like it's this w- weird condensed, and that was that little summation was like quoted. So, so it's, it's like a weird summation of Revelation. So is the dragon still out there? It's a great question, right? Hmm. Yeah, so he's coming, I guess, would, yeah, would Jesus wipe him out? I'm assuming Jesus would just whip his ass. I guess. Uh, I mean, he doesn't, I don't think a dragon would stand a chance against Jesus. I don't know. I've never seen him fight anything. Oh, man. <laughs> don't you want to? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the sun woman is traditionally considered to be Mary in writings. So that's his mom, yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Well, I said the uh, Harmonites had lots of problems. Mm -hmm. So surprisingly, when Rap's predictions went unfulfilled, the loyalty of his followers began to collapse. Yep. Yeah, that'll happen. When your cult falls apart, when your cult lies are proven to be lies, people are like, oh, you don't know all the things that I thought you knew. Yeah. It's like, no, it's next year. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Put the wrong... I just didn't carry the one. Yeah. I fucked it up. No. Didn't account for X. I was just going to say, well, X going to give it to you. And then the guys leave. But I just, I didn't want to talk about it. (laughs) 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 But before any of that religious cohesion deteriorated, before his socialist sex starved textile manufacturing and agricultural experiment expired. And truth be told, if you could ignore his ideology Everything I found said the business aspect of the commune was successful. Huh. They were like doing stuff, making things and selling it, making a profit. Like they, they weren't as far as their business goes. Cause like that was, sound. that was run by like his adopted son. Mm-hmm. So he's just like running a business. Yeah. As dad lives his cult life. Yeah. So you got my dad. Cult God. My dad there he is. runs a cult. Yeah. Then my dad fucked your mom. <laughs> now get to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carry on. No, he's not my real dad. No, he's. It's true. He's not. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before any of that failed, but after the group moved west in 1819 to settle the town they left Pennsylvania to form, in a town the Harmonites named creatively Harmony Two. Harmony, yeah. Huh. Harmony, yeah. Was it, did the other one? Was the other one called Harmony Two? Like yeah. Harmony also? <laughs> did I say that? I may have. Yeah. Well, that's fine. But the new town, their new harmony, mm-hmm. is approximately five hours away from Chicago in the great state of Indiana. Interesting. George Rapp had told his followers that he had received divine information from the archangel Gabriel. Okay. Yes. Gabriel himself revealed himself to a German immigrant in deep southern Indiana. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. George even wrote a book called The Thoughts of the Destiny of Man. Hmm. So he's, we'll just say he wrote his own Bible. Yeah. Now, what proof did Rap have to offer as evidence that he had communicated with God's left-hand man? Probably none. What possibly could he have to prove that he talked to one of God's archangels? Well, when Rap had, and Gabriel... Blah, when Rap and Gabriel had their grand conversation, 
Rapp claimed, Gabriel left impressions of his feet on a large limestone slab in Rapp's backyard. I've actually seen this before. Have you seriously seen this before? I don't know why, but yeah, I've seen this before. Are you kidding? No. Well, then let me continue, because now I'm fucking Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how I got on that, but it was a long time ago. You didn't think we'd end this episode with Midwestern Hoosier Angel Footprints, <laughs> yeah. but here we are. I think in your heart, you knew we'd get back to the Illinois area somehow. Mm-hmm. The Angel Footprints can still be seen, and evidently Zach has seen them. Not in person. I've just seen the photos. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I walked on them. Yeah. I felt Gabriel's energy. Huh. I absorbed his wings. No, I haven't actually been there. All right. That's fun. That's still amazing. That That's still amazing that you would even... Yep. It's still fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the angel footprints can still be seen from Rap's old property to this day. But their current owners have let them fall into a state of disrepair. Midwest weather is not kind. No. Especially not right now. No, it sucks. So let's see. In the winter, it's negative 60 below with the wind chill. Mm-hmm. I go the highest. I mean, it was negative 60. You walk outside. And it was, we're going to reach like a heat index of like 130 maybe. Yeah. Cool. You know. Everything's fine. Yeah. Maybe I should become George Rapp nowadays and start preaching the end of times. Good. Should I try it? Go for it. Should I turn this podcast into a vessel for my new cult? I mean, if you want. I don't know how that would go. I'll have to find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick lost it. Yeah. Nick, he's preaching about the end of times. <laughs> what is he doing? All right. Well. He was talking about this dragon spitting water. I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but heating and cooling of the prints has caused them to split and erode. An article on RoadsideAttractions.com states that Connie Weinsepfel, director of Historic New Harmony, says, Hey, it was called New Harmony. Duh. Mm-hmm. Probably should have put that in the earlier paragraph. Probably. I like Harmony 2 better. Harmony 2, yeah, it's better. Because it's just, <laughs> they go somewhere else. It's Harmony 3. Yeah. It's building up our harmonies. It can't be New New Harmony. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. New 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 yeah. Then over time, it just gets shortened to like Nunu. <laughs> Nunu. Yeah, I'm from Nunu, Indiana. What? <laughs> yeah, so Connie says that, quote, everyone's kind of concerned about that, quote, and she keeps talking with more quotes. We've discussed the idea of trying to convince the family to put even just a plexiglass box over them or something. The footprints are just out of reach in private property, but you can stare at them over a wall. So yeah, they're trying. It's a historical. No matter no matter what is actually in that backyard, right? It's ex- historically significant. So maybe just like preserve it. But this family seems to not give a shit at all. Mm-hmm. Nah, just those fucking angel footprints. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Eat shit. Yeah. Two months ago, it was under three feet of snow. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I couldn't oh. see it. All right. So, what did Gabriel and Rap talk about? The meaning of life. Maybe how cool it was to shatter Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Were they talking about when his savior was on his way? I have no idea. But Rap used this limestone. But Rap used this limestone evidence as a serious power move. He did not want his group to stay from the task at hand. It cemented the hold he had over them. At least in theory. In the book Heart's Haven by Catherine Evans Blake, in a fictional story set focusing on the Harmonites, a man is arguing against the beliefs of the community, and a chorus of women shout Gabriel Stone as a means to drown his blasphemy out. So it was like they would lock her up. Mm-hmm. Lock her. Gabriel Stone! He's like, no, I'm just saying maybe he hasn't talked to the angel. Gabriel Stone! Maybe he didn't talk to the angel, guys. Maybe like he's just like a maniac who wants to fuck your wives. Mm-hmm. And then have you not fuck your wives? Gabriel Stone. Cool. All right. Well, it's, this is, I'm accomplishing a lot here. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks. Right, yeah. So for this man is trying to confront the holiness rap has bestowed upon himself. I mean, he's trying to calm him out. He knows, he knows he's just being a maniac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was, when I was researching this book, it's like a whole fictional story about the Harmonites. I'm like, what? I think the did I tell the date of when it came out? I think it was like a long time ago, but I was thinking maybe I need to buy Thoughts of Destiny of a Man. 
Oh, yeah. Like, Raps actual book. Yeah. And, like, see, what are you talking... Like, what is in there? Because you, you could find it. It's not exactly... I don't think it's a cheat book when I was last looking at it. But, I mean... Whatever. I'm sure it wouldn't make me lose my mind or anything. <laughs> Prob- maybe. <laughs> yeah. What? Nope. Did you hear about Nick? He just became a Harmonite. What? He just keeps talking about Water Dragon. Yeah, he just won't stop. Now it's chasing Mary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's writing more Joseph fan fiction. <laughs> Stop. Stop doing that. Uh-huh. But now, you've seen the pictures. Yep. These footprints really exist. Yeah. And remain there to this day. Uh-huh. But what are they? Sure, they're limestone. Sure, they look like feet. But if they aren't from an angel, what are they from? Well, in the book... Utopia Drive, a road trip through America's most radical idea by Eric Reese. Um, this is from that book. Mm-hmm. Eric Reese rides through New Harmony. I think I summed up. I, this was constructed just a few weeks ago, we'll say. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying, I think, yeah, I summed this part up. But so yeah, this author, he's riding through New Harmony, Indiana, with a man named Jim Stinson. Each of them are on bicycles. Okay. Looks cute. Jim, an older man in his late 60s who had ran for mayor and lost by two votes at one point, cracked a joke about their male egos before pedaling through the historic district. As they drive, just imagine banter. He's just Uh an old guy. He's he's like, man, I hate Apocalypse Woman. He's like, yeah, I know, right? You kidding? Back in my day. Yeah, back in my day, we just hit Apocalypse Woman. What? (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Whoa. All right, keep pedaling, Jim. Just to be fair to Jim, he didn't actually say that. As they drive past the old rap house, Jim noticed the gate to the house is unlocked. Ajar. This is not usual. There there were two girls sitting inside. Quote, This is a real violation of your space, but do you mind if we look at Gabriel's footprint right quick? End quote. Jim inquired. And all of a sudden appeared an older woman. Quote, it's too faded to see now. The older woman responded. Oh, yeah, that's what the older woman said. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jim asked, could we have a look anyway? And the woman said, quote, uh, no. <laughs> End quote. So after saying that, she left and darted indoors with the girls. In his book, Eric mentions that the son of Robert Owen, the man who bought New Harmony from rap, a geologist, because after the Harmonites left, the town changed from a religious utopia into a scientific one. So this guy, scientist man, got a hold of these uh, angel footprints. Uh And so when the Harmonites left, the town changed again, being more scientific. He had the rock analyzed and deduced the footprints were carved by indigenous peoples. There are records, one kept by rap himself that make note of him bringing the stones to his house with two oxen. So it sounds like he went a long ways to get these footprints. Yeah. He went He went hard into his story and proof of his story. Yeah. But he also just from earlier really pictured just a woman saying no when you just want to see these stone footprints in her backyard and just running inside. Uh, no. What a creepy... Right, it's like, those are mine. Yeah. You know those might be touched by... An archangel of the Lord, right? Ah, whatever, man. They're mine. Get the fuck out of my yard. Yeah. Okay. All right. But now when they, uh, when these stones arrived, were they in fact pre-carved by indigenous peoples? Was he going to use them for other means? Like, did he actually get the stones without, because they say they were carved by indigenous peoples, but were they carved before they were brought to Indiana? Yeah. I would assume maybe. But I mean... Perhaps they're just the footprints of Gabriel. Maybe. When did it happen? Fuck if I know. Huh. Right? Yeah. Let that think in. Let that, Let that think, s- in. think in. Let that think in. Mm-hmm. Settle in there and think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Footprints from the Archangel Gabriel in southern Indiana are just potentially sitting in someone's backyard and they don't give a shit about them. Yeah. That's probably, that's typical though. That's yeah. an American thing. If anything, that makes me believe. I mean, I don't believe they're actually Gabriel's footprints. <laughs> but the fact that they're so cavalier about not even caring about him, like yeah. 
of all things, maybe he did stand on those rocks. And nobody cares. And nobody gives a shit. And it's just some bullshit thing you have to take a little dive on Google to find. And it's like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, after moving back to Pennsylvania, tired of living on the outskirts of society, the Harmonites settled near Pittsburgh and created the town of Economy. Okay. So that's that's Harmony 3. All right. In Economy, George may have been overeager to grow his group when he accepted into the fold 40 new members and their leader, a man named Bernard Mueller, a truly normal, rational, reserved human being calling himself Maximilian Count de Leon, which meant the oh, and the Lion of Judah. He also claimed that he was, quote, the man who would unite all true Christians, quote. This is a new guy. This is a new guy who has found George in Pennsylvania, and they're, like, teaming up. He's welcome to him. You guys want to, we got to take this cult game up a level. "Hmm." All right. Well, after the Harmonites had sold their property and moved back to Pennsylvania to found economy, they they were looking for ways to further amplify their holy purpose and increase their numbers. So that's where the group, again, pooled their resources with Bernhard Mueller, Who's, he has more fake names. They included the Archduke Maximilian von Este and Proly. Cool. Yeah, great. But it wasn't long before a rift occurred between Rapp and Mueller. I can't imagine why. I'm sure they had rational conversations. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't butt heads about who should fuck each other's wives. Yeah. And rule this cult. Yeah. Well, Mueller noticed that many of Rapp's younger Harmonites were unhappy with their commitments. You know, that whole celibacy move. Yeah. Yeah. And he was able to convince them to join his people because he was okay with that. He was okay with getting it on. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, probably wasn't that hard of a sell. No, probably not. And they founded the New Philadelphia Society. These 250 or so members left economy to found a new town... Iowenberg. Iowenberg. A.K.A. Lion City. He's into this whole lion thing. Yeah, okay. Mueller was the Lion of Judah in Lion City. Cool guy. Yeah. The Harmonites were still more plentiful in numbers and were like, fuck that. These are our ideas. You took our money. We were suing you. So now lawsuits are going down. As cults do. Mm -hmm. Cult versus cult. The New Philadelphia Society sold their Philadelphia land and started a new colony of Grand Encore, a.k.a. New Jerusalem, in Louisiana. Huh. Can you imagine back in the day, I mean, for starters, we had stolen so much land, but there was so much open land, you could just, fuck this, I'm going over here, now it's mine. Yeah. And this is my town. My town now. Okay. All right. That's neat. Bernard Mueller died of yellow fever and cholera in 1833. Mueller's wife, the Countess Leon, I'm assuming she also called herself the Countess Lion, uh-huh. started a new colony called Germantown. It's real creative. It lasted for 40 years before the American Civil War wrecked the state's economy. I mean, Louisiana didn't make it out of there undamaged, so right. kind of got obliterated. All right, so because of its commitment to celibacy and despite moving to economy, now modern-day Ambridge, Pennsylvania, the Harmonites were unable to grow their members by having families, and no one wanted to join them because normal people enjoy sex. I mean, this is this is like you you already sabotaged your whole entire operation. Yeah. They disbanded in 1906, and that's longer than I thought they'd last. And Rap yeah, died. That's a lot longer than I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, 19, <coughs> 1906. Okay. Yeah, and George Rap died in 1847. The group was around for 100 years as one of America's most successful Christian socialist communal groups. But really, considering how many imploded and how many were crazy, I think that's damning with faint praise. Although, to give credit, their manufacturing abilities were infamous. They dominated trade around the Ohio River and were even accused of being a monopoly for their prowess. Heavy shit. Winemaking and textiles were their specialty. Those trades George learned oh so long ago. Despite their ideologies, they were economically viable for a long time. Also, I want to point out the guy again who preached celibacy had been married with three children. 
And again, a Harmony, Indiana, renamed New Harmony by the geologist Robert Owen after purchasing it from the Harmonite, still exists at Indiana's southern tip. And if you want to sneak around someone's private property to peek at Gabriel's footsteps, it's definitely an option. Mm-hmm. I just want to point out that at one point in history, at one point in Gabriel's history, he was destroying cities and heralding the coming of a Messiah. And in 1819, he left footprints in Iraq after talking to a guy in Indiana. <laughs> yep. Oh. And uh, Merry Christmas in July. Yeah. Little treat. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. And the Harmonites. And Gabriel talking to a madman. And an Archangel's footprints may very well be implanted in southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's a wild place. We live in a wild country. Yeah, it's, There's uh, a lot of madness that happens. It's all over the place. Yeah. Just chilling. Your back porch. Gabriel's footprints are there. Can you imagine if we walked outside right now and you had Gabriel's footprints in your backyard? That'd be cool. I'd take off my shoes and stand in them. Yeah, see it's it. like, oh, an angel was here. Be like, is my foot the same size? I don't know. Well, now I do. But yeah, if you, uh, loyal listener, would like to uh, Google Gabriel's footprints in Indiana, you can see them. I don't they're, know. They're I cool to look at. I don't know why I ever came across that before. Who knows what I was doing? Just want Internet deep dive. It right. Was, it was before we were doing this even, so I have no idea what I was doing. Yeah, because what we're doing now is kind of based on things we just do by accident for no purpose. Right. At least we can give it a purpose here. Yeah. Give it a, you know, a function. Give it a home. To to dive and learn. Yeah. Put it it in your ears. Yeah, put it right in your ears. But yeah, that was cracking open the angel Gabriel. This is a little teaser taste of him. Because, I mean, I'm sure if I got into the Apocrypha, I could find even more Gabriel stuff. But when I composed that episode, I I enjoyed tying things. Because even our earlier episodes, tying, um, like, supernatural things into like grounded things. So like those are like the best, that's one of the best examples of just that. Here's the story with the Archangel Gabriel, and then I ground it because some guy has a slab in his backyard <laughs> where he might have stood. Yeah. Oh. When he was forming his cult. That's cool. Right, exactly. His celibacy cult yeah. for the end of times. Friendship cult. Yeah, his friendship cult. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, more angel stuff's going to come. Think cool. I, I think I crapped that, crapped. I think I cracked that fucker <laughs> open. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, angel stuff's cool. Yeah, it is. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good, interesting. Good lore stuff, right? Yeah, a lot. And again, you people, I mean, I'm over this hump, but I mean, a lot of times, way back in the day, before I was, before I accepted how badass angels are, you know, angels with their long robes and just being like pretty, like singing songs. Mm-hmm. No, they're brutal. Yeah, aren't those cherubs that do that? Yeah, specifically. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But like all the paintings of like people just in long robes and long flowing hair and it's all bright and stuff. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Angels are warriors of the Lord. Yeah. They're straight up killers. It's the hammer of God. It is the hammer of God. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's perfect. Yeah, that that was a little little angel ditty from Weird and Feared for you guys. Cool. Yeah. If you um if you think maybe you've seen angel footsteps or anything else that seems bizarre. Mm-hmm. You should email us at weirdandfeardpodcast at gmail.com. Or also, don't be afraid to leave us a little sighting on anchor.fm slash weirdandfeared, no spaces. Because you can leave, it's like calling into the show, but all you got to do is get your phone, hit record, and tell us something ridiculous that you had came across. Yeah. And if you don't, excuse me, if you don't want us to play what you said on the air, we won't. We'll listen to it and just sum it up for you. Yeah. You know, whatever you feel comfortable. Yeah, you feel you uh, feeling like you're uh, you've been seeing some spooky stuff. Just hit us up, right? Otherwise, um, yeah, this thing I never mentioned this, but it drops every Monday. Have you ever mentioned that anywhere? I don't think so. Probably not. Whatever. Every Monday, if you're just if you're a first time listener, every Monday this thing comes and hits you. It's a good way to start your week getting crazy and spooky. Yep. But uh, yeah, so contact us. That you know we're on the Instagram, and the Facebook, and then uh, Zach's Torin. That's coming, ha- coming, right? Yeah. Uh, Dates are coming. Dates are... Guess August. Again. Second week of August, we hit the road. Beautiful. Blood yeah. letter. The Weird and Feared page will share some dates, too, just to get them out there, so you guys can uh, jack into that feed. And then, of course... Yeah, come hang out. Come yeah. talk to me about all sorts of stuff. Yeah, tell Zach about all the crazy, spooky stuff you've encountered. Yeah. Go out and see Blood Letter. That's the band. Go look them up. Mm-hmm. Go find them. 
But all right, baby. We're in fear. All right. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Do it.